What's up gamers and welcome to episode 13 of the Elite Gaming Gear Podcast. I'm your host Lathan. This is Ants. This is Lost Life. Joining me in the studio today to talk about some games that are coming up, some games that have already been, and some things that we're looking forward to in the very near future. Uh, number one on our list by uh, fan request, we've got some people wanting to talk to us about the Dragon Age series. Now I know it's been a little while since anything big has happened with those guys. Um, and well, yeah, well, I mean, as far as Dragon Age goes. Well, Dragon Age is, eh. I don't <laughs> think it had as much of a following as Mass Effect did. Well, how do you mean? Mass Effect Andromeda? Was that the uh, DLC, the last DLC they did? No, it's the next game. What? It's scheduled to come out at the end of this year. Really? I had no idea. Does it take place in the same universe? Same universe after Shepard, but... After the times that passed, so we've advanced. Uh, hopefully, it like stays with what you chose, which would be really amazing, but probably unrealistic by Bioware. Yeah, especially considering the uh, huge fallout haha, uh, from uh, fans after that last debacle with Fallout 3 disaster at the ending. That, that made a lot of people really unhappy. Mass Effect 3? Yes. Did I say Fallout 3? Fallout. Oh, see? Ah, Fallout on the brain. You <laughs> fail on all levels. <laughs> well, you call yourself a gamer. Ouch! Hey, hey, buddy. I'll have you know that I've been gaming longer than you've been alive. But yet you don't know the difference between Fallout and Mass Effect. I, I don't... I don't have a response for that. No, it's because I was thinking about Fallout 4 that I've been playing a lot of lately, and I really enjoy Fallout 4. Ah, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan. Really? It didn't feel like a true Fallout to me. Well, I spent so much time defending settlements that I never got to really do a whole lot. <laughs> I think that's the biggest complaint about everyone who plays it. <laughs> I got something for you. No, 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 no. No more. Yeah, I played it for a total of, like, four hours, but I, I, I couldn't get into it as much as the old ones. So long enough to get a weapon? <laughs> eh, I progressed through the story a little bit. Well, uh, if you could even call that a story. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. Um, seems like they could have put a little more energy into it. A little more? They could have used a lot more. I mean, I guess it's valid, but we are way off topic. So we were talking about Dragon Age, and I'll say that... I did play the original Dragon Age game. Shame on me that I have not played the second two, uh, two and three. I own them. I've just not played them, so that's now on my to play list. Uh, but I gotta tell you, I know you said that you didn't find them very um, intriguing, very grabbing. They just didn't get to you as much as the Mass Effect series. But no. I, but I I really really enjoyed it. I, I found myself by the end of the game bonding to all the characters. Um, wanting to progress the relationships in game, especially like the Morrigan option, which you probably don't know much about. Uh, but then they released a possible romance option. Yeah, it was, but there was a lot more to it that fell uh, uh, fed into a DLC that came out later. Uh, that was really cool, and I ended up playing that DLC and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, and really, it kind of felt like uh, Mass Effect in the fantasy realm instead of the sci-fi realm. So. I think that's just kind of like a Coke or Pepsi thing. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, as far as Mass Effect goes, I mean, tell me what made Mass Effect more intriguing for you than than Dragon Age? The descriptions behind everything that existed. 
<laughs> so the sheer amount of redundant content, just like the, the world that they built and the energy they put into describing every little detail? Well, when, when you look at the codex entries of Mass Effect, it's like, okay, I have this kinetic barrier. What does it do? How is it there? Check the codex entry. That physically possible? Um, by today's standards, probably not. No, but they go into the whole science of it with some of it. Oh, so it appeals to your science nerd tendencies. Yes. <laughs> that and seeing other parts of the galaxy of what they could look like is really cool. Yeah, that's true. So what Joker. <laughs> hey, hey, anything voiced by Seth Green is amazing. Joker was probably one of the best characters in the series. Well, of course he was. If you if you knew anything about any of the other stuff that the guy's done, I mean, it's incredible. So, I mean, you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, it just... It gave the meaning of the word human more... Or it gave... Ah, I can't talk today. Gave meaning it, to the word human? Yeah. A little more meaning. You know what? Actually, Leslie played uh, quite a bit of Mass Effect 3, I think, but not the story. <laughs> I don't think she ever played the oh, story. Yeah. We used to play Mass Effect 3 multiplayer quite a bit. Oh, I love that game. I've never played the single player on really anything. You always play... Usually it's just multiplayer. Most games, that's all I've done is multiplayer. Your thing? What uh, what character did you like playing on on Mass Effect 3? I don't even remember. Do you even remember what... What character did she play? I don't even remember. I I think she used to be the Turian Havoc. Oh, is that the one with the uh, biotic powers? No, that was the Turian uh, soldier with the jetpacks. So much jetpacks. There was only one character I enjoyed playing as in that game. I en- I had most of them, but I was my best with the N7 Fury. Do you remember mine? The Death Juggernaut? <laughs> Juggernaut! <laughs> I didn't think it was all that useful, actually. Well, it, it depends on whose hands it's in and what their purpose is. If you just want to occupy a bunch of really tanky things, he is the ultimate tank distractor. I guess. If I was the destroyer, I would just go around just murdering everything in sight. That energy drain, I could just sit there and energy drain everything in the entire map. I think at one point I had like 6,000 shields. I don't remember. So much power. I was the Fury, so I was focused more on combat than defense. I could kill things really quickly, but I couldn't take damage. Yeah, you were a paper tiger. Although I did have ridiculously high movement speed, which was amazing. You always have ridiculously high movement speed. Yeah, every game I play, I've I've been told I'm weird. (laughs) We're playing Ark, and we leveled up for the most ridiculous reason. We are are manipulating the weak points in that game so thoroughly. And then we're... (laughs) Gee, I wonder where I'm going to put all these movement speed points. Wait. What? Oh yeah, I guess movement speed. <laughs> 132%. Do <laughs> you outrun Velociraptors? <laughs> With ease. <laughs> Sprinting backwards. <laughs> I was laughing at you earlier because you were... Uh, you were walking normally. I was encumbered... Or you were sprinting normally with... I think, like, not over-encumbered at all. I was mostly encumbered and just walking and I was still keeping up. That was ridiculous. Okay, so, for those of you who are actually getting to play Ark, we have a fantastic strategy for taking down any... Wait, let me rephrase. 
for taking most down carnivores. most carnivores. Anthony, tell the people. It involves a raft and bows. Oh yes. A lot of arrows. Draw them into the water. <laughs> Just have one guy shooting them all the time. Like, oh, look at that, he's getting closer. And move 20 feet. Oh. It is. Something you need to do, and I highly advise other players to do too, you need to have stim berries in one of your hot bars so you can quickly access them. Those, uh, well, yep, the Pulmona Scorpius and those Titan Boas will take you down, and you basically get to lay there with no vision while it eats you and unable to do anything about it, unless you have those. You just mash that button and you can beat the Torpor, and they're pretty easy to take down, actually. Yeah. Those and the, uh, what are those bird things? I don't know how to pronounce it. It starts with an A. Yeah. The one with feathers? Yeah, the one with feathers. Agentavis? Yes, the giant prehistoric pigeon. <laughs> we still need to find little Reggie. Little big Reggie. You named the bird Reggie? Yeah. <laughs> Told you I was going to name him Reggie. You named the Triceratops Pointy. Yeah. But the Ankylosaurus is Ankylo Red. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> so, so we're sitting there looking at this Ankylosaurus, and I'm like, Ankylo, Ankylo, Kylo, huh? Huh? <laughs> I'll leave it to ants. Ankylo Ren. 20 seconds later, I go over to it. Rename! <laughs> you named the shark Bruce. Wow, the Finding Nemo reference. No, no, I got the reference. I was just so excited because I thought we were going to name that thing Jaws. No. No. Well, we Bruce need to get the one. Much better shark. Although we have to figure out a way to get that thing home. I know we do. I think like the first time we tried to take it home, it got mobbed on by six other megalodons. It was like four times faster than them, though. Unfortunately, I was not. <laughs> I'll save you. Oh. And I was up there screaming, don't, don't, don't. I met my end like Jacques Cousteau's son in a shark freeing frenzy. Too soon? I don't know. I think so. Was it? Nah, I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. Oh, it was horrible. I'm gonna shut down. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. Dragon Age. Dragon Age. No, we're done with Dragon oh. Age. Let's let's get on to let's get on to some some different stuff, um, namely some new games that are going to be coming out with any hope in the very very near future. One of them uh, is currently under development called Dead by Daylight. I think is the name of it. Is that correct? What is it? Uh, Dead by Daylight. It's basically isn't that, the, isn't that the murder simulator we already covered? Yeah, the murder simulator. Yeah, so uh, it's a survival horror game uh, where essentially. Uh, Where have you covered that? Not in this podcast, we haven't. No, we did. We did that earlier. That was before the edit. It was an edit? <laughs> Where have you been? I'm not in the same building as you. <laughs> oh, the joys of Skype. <laughs> I keep forgetting because of the quality of your microphone. Although, 
our listeners aren't going to be able to tell because for whatever reason our mixing software has completely negated how awesome your microphone is. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, hey, Ants, check this out. I'm not in the same room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, um, it's a survival horror game, multiplayer, uh, where one character or one person plays as the killer and everybody else are survivors trying to get away. So if this sounds familiar, and you are almost right, because we covered a game that sounded almost exactly like this a few podcasts ago, and uh, that was the Friday the 13th horror game that's uh, currently being kickstarted. Now, these guys are saying, no, 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 we're not them, and we've set ourselves apart. And do you remember how they set themselves apart? Paranormal stuff? Well, no, no, not so much just that. Uh, but... Uh, worlds that are randomly generated so instead of you know like a summer camp setting all the time you could be cast into any number of different environments that are set up in different ways with different things available to access to either help you or work against you the killer isn't always the same killer so instead of just like a jason like character or jason i guess um there's all kinds of different psycho killers and slashers and hackers but also like you said Supernatural stuff, including, check this out, phantasmic things that can phase through walls. How awesome is that? So, murder ghosts? Murder ghosts, yes. That's going to be really awkward for their victims, though, because uh, then there'll be a ghost, too, so they can just torment him. Can you can you imagine, like, being a ghost next to the murder ghost? Like, thanks, jerk. Look what you did to me. <laughs> I hate you so much. You know, you know what? I think I think if I were murdered by a murder ghost and became a ghost, I would just constantly pester the crap out of that murder ghost. Well, I would do. Like, Actually, I'd, go, I'd probably go haunt people. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back for you later. <laughs> <laughs> there are people I need to go haunt. <laughs> so, at any rate, we've got the supernatural stuff, we've got randomly generated worlds, and it actually looks really intriguing. Uh, one of the other things that I noticed that's kind of different is the serial killer or the phantasmic killer or whatever kind of killer it is plays in first-person mode, whereas all the survivors can play in third-person mode that will allow them to actually see around corners, kind of give them a bit of an advantage. But honestly, I kind of think that that's a downside. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's nothing like... Wait for it. It'd be, wait for it'd it. It'd be more immersive in first-person with everyone. Oh, yeah. Also oh. more terrifying. Dude, could you imagine that game on the Oculus? Yes. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> Leslie's shaking her head. No. No. <laughs> Don't make it happen. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to call my buddies over at Oculus. Hi, guys. It's me. <laughs> I have a request. What do you think of this? <laughs> we liked. We like it a lot. What do you think, Leslie? Would you play that? Not on the Oculus, no. I might on the console. On the console, but not on the Oculus? Probably not on the Oculus. I, I, no, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way? <laughs> just, just imagine. Oh my god, could you imagine like slipping it on somebody while they're sleeping? How would you? I don't know. I know some people who sleep really, really deep. Okay. <laughs> and... And then there was silence. So at any rate, I'm kind of stoked to see what this game uh, has to offer because, quite frankly, I mean, I've already I've already pre-ordered, uh, uh, kickstarted the Friday the Thirteenth game, but but this one's intriguing too. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. Maybe something good and new. 
Maybe. I think both no of... guarantees. I think... You know what I think is going to happen? I think both games are going to do really well. I think that the Friday the 13th game is going to play to the diehard fans oh. of the genre. Um, the cinema genre. And then I think that this other game is going to be more for people who like uh, immersion and replayability. All you know is it can be abused by YouTubers. Oh, and it will be. So, oh, yeah, definitely. So very, very much. If we get it, well, we're going to be abusing that. <laughs> right. Oh, speaking of YouTube, uh, I heard that you and the guys are working on some new stuff for our YouTube channel. Yeah, got the, got the capture card working again. Fantastic. So what do our listeners have to look forward to if they check us out on YouTube? <laughs> the potential so far, all we have right now is possibly a Splatoon Let's Play with myself and Johnny. Actually, that'd be very funny. Yeah, I'm playing it right now, actually. Yeah, there's a Kraken. It, it, is that what's Kraken? Yes. Yay! Yes. Bad pun of the day accomplished. This game is loaded with bad puns, and it's amazing. What was the, what was the name of those, the shop vendors? Uh, Annie the Anemone. <laughs> Mo, uh, and her friend Mo the Clownfish. Nice. Uh, Krusty Sean, the Tiger Prawn. <laughs> Crustacean? Yeah. <laughs> Crustacean. <laughs> Yeah, the game is loaded with puns, and I love it. Oh, yay Nintendo. Ten points. So, (laughs) okay, 15 points. I say 20. All right, all right, 20 points. 20 points. You got 20 points. So, um, now one of the other things that we really wanted to do a Let's Play on was uh, there was that game. uh, It was a a marketplace game on the Xbox One. Do you remember what it was? Um, Jackbox Games. Fibbage, we, we need to set that up. I'm thinking next weekend we're doing that. That'd be really fun. Is that the trivia type game, or which one is that? It's a trip. Um, it's a trivia game, but you have to trick. But it's like weird trivia, so you have it's uh, it's a bunch of weird stuff. But like, it just looks awesome. How how exactly is it played again? Huh? How do you play that one again? Uh, you, uh, when there, or it'll give up a trivia question or, like, a phrase with a blank in it. You have to fill in the blank. Like, uh, Tashirojima is the island off the coast of Japan that is overrun by blank. Cats. So, fill in that blank. You know, I, I told you about that island. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I'm not going to use that knowledge against you. No, but it's questions like that, like stuff that no one would know unless you just you just love researching stuff or you're weird. <laughs> so basically, like like uh, you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so we all lose. Yeah, basically we all lose. <laughs> all right, so. But if, if you get the, or you have to choose. You want to go for funny? You want to go for a win? What are you gonna do? Oh, definitely funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that uh, let's go ahead and get a hold of the guys let's get that set up for next weekend we'll do a Fibbage Let's Play you know what else I want to do I want to do a Let's Play of uh, Forza 6 I've never played it you have not but Leslie has I haven't played it nearly as much as Forza 4 uh, it is a little bit harder to control your vehicle than it was on 4 I haven't actually played 5 yet um and then the Forza Horizon, I wasn't really a big fan of that one. That was more like the off-road kind of stuff. So why weren't you a big fan of Horizon? 
Um, it just it. I like the circle tracks. <laughs> <laughs> like I like making left turns. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> no, it was just. It wasn't. Just wasn't my thing. I don't know. It just felt a lot different than any of the other Forza games. It felt more. Like some of the older, heavy racing games. Too old school for you. Yeah. Not not linear enough. <laughs> Or rather, too linear, I guess. It's too too much forward driving. So, okay, that's the first. Right? So, Justin is a huge Forza junkie. So, I'm thinking that we get her in an online game with Justin, and we do a Let's Play with her and Justin on Forza 6. That'd be funny. I think that that would be awesome. You've got some training to do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's like disturbingly good at that game. And I want to I want to get five. I haven't actually tried five yet because I went from the Forza Four on the 360, and then the, the first one I got was you know the Forza Six Edition Xbox One, and so that's the the first game that I got on that. And so I, I need to go backward and get five and kind of check that one out and just kind of see how that stacks up against the other two. You I mean is that something you do? Yeah. Like I, okay so. Yeah. There's different racetracks, there's different cars, there's different stuff to do. So, I don't get this. I don't play racing games and I don't play sports games um, for the same reason, mostly, because it seems like if you've played one, you've played them all. Like, if, if I've played NFL 2K11, the chances are that NFL 2K12 and 2K13 and 2K14 and 2K15 and 2K16 and 2K2050 are likely going well, to I all be the, the same. sports games are pretty much the same no matter what year. I mean, it's different players on the team obviously because they're you know not the I same guess they all have different stats like different strengths and weaknesses I guess that's true with the sports games I mean you play it the same it's just you're playing as a different person on that team with the the racing games you get different cars different stuff you can add to your cars different race tracks to go on Okay, so I'm going to take a second while we're talking about sports games to send a huge kudos out to the guys over at Rooster Teeth for successfully predicting the outcome of the 2016 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50. Uh, way to go, guys. I mean, the points were a little off, but dang, you guys were close. Uh, Those the Achievement Hunters, more specifically. The Achievement Hunters are a division of Rooster Teeth. Yeah, but they're their own part now. Okay, well... Kudos goes out to the Achievement Hunters. And while we're talking about the Achievement Hunters and Rooster Teeth, we are trying to get something really cool to happen uh, locally here in Kennewick, Washington. Oh, it's not terribly locally. It's uh, a couple hours away, but in the state of Washington. And something that we want to see happen all over the country, really. Uh, Rooster Teeth Productions has a motion picture film that they're producing that's being uh, limited release on certain movie theaters throughout the country. Uh, but you have to have... How many viewers do they have to have pre-sell? For the tickets? Uh, 30 or 50. I don't remember the number. I, I think it's 50. I think it's 50. Uh, but I would highly encourage people to jump on tugtugg.com and uh, pre-order tickets for Laser Team. L-A-Z-E-R-T-E-A-M. Uh, for those of you who have played any of the Halo games, I'm sure you guys have heard of Red vs. Blue. These guys have been around people. forever. 2003. Uh, yeah. Uh, the company was founded April 1st, 2003. Yeah, oh, oh, trust me. I, As a matter of fact, I got you into Red vs. Blue uh, way back yeah, when they were brand uh, new. I've been following I'm a these guys. Fan of all of them. Oh, yeah, I've been following these guys since day one. They're absolutely hilarious. Uh, they've got a huge uh, following. They've been spun off on a ton of different famous YouTube series. Uh, very, very much uh, worth checking out if you're into that kind of humor. 
Uh, and again, that movie is called Laser Team. So it's going to be in Kennewick here in a few days, uh, but we need more people 18th. on the 18th. All right, so on the 18th, but we have a few more days to get the pre-orders on the tickets, so I'd highly advise you guys to jump on tug.com again and uh, go pre-order your tickets for Laser Team. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be really fun. And I think even if we miss it there, isn't it going to be on the new YouTube Red? I think so. All right, so, I mean, personally, I'm a big fan of seeing things in theaters, and it gives a shout-out to these guys and their creativity. It's a YouTube-produced movie. Hello. Um, we're getting into a really cool era where all these little companies are suddenly breaking into the motion picture scene, and we want to support that as much as we can because, as well as we know, uh, Elite Gaming Gear started off really tiny. So we want to support the little guys and get them up there and get them uh, mainstream, just like we're we're doing uh, here at Elite Gaming Gear. So back to video games. We're talking about survival games, talking about uh, survival horror games. And no horror game fan can call themselves that without having it sometime in their life played Doom. And whether it was the original Doom on PC and all of its 8-bit glory, uh, was it 8 or 16-bit? I think it was 8-bit originally, wasn't it? I thought it was 16. Oh, maybe it was 16. I'm thinking Wolfenstein was 8-bit. So 16-bit Doom or the remake on Xbox One, which was terrifying simply because you couldn't hold a flashlight and a weapon at the same time. Ah, uh, that one was more terrible than anything because of that. Oh. It's just just mind-wreckingly unnerving. It was, it, no, it wasn't unnerving. It was just, oh god, here we go again with that. That's because your generation's been desensitized to all things terrifying. I'm still susceptible. That's true. I'm the one that like researches the terrifying urban legends and everything when I get bored. All those SCPs and creepy creepy pastas. Yeah. <laughs> I like all that. I freak myself out some days though. <laughs> yeah, you get to watching these things, you're like, that's really cool. And then you're like watching over your shoulder for the rest of the day. What was that? Pretty much. <laughs> so Doom is making a comeback in a big way. Uh, top-tier graphics, from what I understand, top-tier gameplay and controls, massively destructive weapons, terrifying enemies, and a much better control scheme than they've managed the last few times. So I'm really excited to see what happens with this new Doom. Is it going to bring us back to the good old days? Is it going to be something entirely new? Or are we going to flop around like a fish like we did with the Xbox One release? Or not the Xbox One, the original Xbox release, excuse me. To me, the original Xbox will always be the Xbox One. Uh, Flop like a fish. I don't understand that. Well, well, fish flop because they're failing, likely, because they're not in water. So they'd be flopping, so it's a flop. Wait, was the original Xbox a failure? No, 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 no. The, The release of Doom on the original Xbox... Okay, I'm still confused with what's happening now. <laughs> it's because you're playing Splatoon. Yes, I know. You're always, every podcast, you, you're like, I'm involved, kind of, a little, but not I'm really. Al- I'm always playing a video game whenever this is on. <laughs> well, I'm glad to, to know that we're that entertaining. When are you not playing a video game? I have to pull my mask. <laughs> that, that is a very good point. Do you hear what, do you, hear what do you ask? What? So when are you not playing a video game? Uh, the, the, <laughs> is that is that actually true? Or are you like ripping through like an iOS game underneath the desk? I don't have iOS. You have an I- iPad, I think, don't you? iPad. At home. Ah, that makes sense. That's where they belong at home behind closed doors where no one can see them. All I use my iPad for is YouTube. <laughs> oh jeez. 
Oh. Hey, that's all it's used for. Hey, you just reminded me of something, though. Um, so I have the iPad 2. Uh, well, also, not the number 2. Uh, but I have an iPad. And there was a game that was just released by Square Enix, I believe. That's, I want to say, Adventures of... Oh, no. Yeah, Adventures of Mana. Is a bad one? Uh, no, it's a remake of uh, The Secret of Mana from the original Game Boy. But Game Boy or Game Boy Color? I think it was the original Game Boy, but that was one of my favorite Final Fantasy games because it's a free-roaming adventure, a lot like Zelda was. It had puzzles and different weapons you could use, and it was an open combat system instead of the turn-based combat system. I had a lot of fun with it. So it's like an $18 price tag on that thing for an Apple game. Um... But I'm very tempted to pick it up. I think I'm going to have to do it and then in the next podcast kind of let people know how it goes. What I wanted to do actually, because it's being released for iOS, there's been a huge demand for it to be released on the Vita. Which it makes sense, more sense that it would have been released on the Vita than on iOS. But who am I to judge what Sony does? Or not Sony, uh, Square Enix. <clears throat> anyway. They're Square Enix, they're... I think right now they're starting to become that. Oh yeah, they're they're there. It's just we don't pay attention to them much anymore. Oh, don't say that to a Final Fantasy fan, man. They're more devoted than soccer fans, and those people riot like all the time. The, one of the like what forty Final Fantasies that are out there, <laughs> with the twelve good ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, now I said that there's going to be an angry mob forming outside our studio. Watch, it's going to happen. Mark my words. <laughs> I still, has Mistwalker done anything recently? No, but you need to look into that. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking we need to actually get a hold of Mistwalker Studios and see if we can't get some behind the scenes on whatever they are working on, if anything new's coming up. Yeah, because I really want to know. So the last game I played from them was Lost Odyssey, which I don't remember when that was released. Amazing. Well, that... Just amazing. That and Blue Dragon. You loved Blue Dragon. I liked Lost Odyssey more. It had more story, more character development, more everything. I cried like four times playing Lost Odyssey. Wow. But you know what? That's the original... It it makes you get attached (laughs) to the characters because the main character... Oh, yeah, he doesn't remember much of his life. So you're going to discover it with him. It's like a journey of togetherness. It gets really sad. <laughs> You're kind of gushing a little bit, buddy. <clears throat> I'm remembering a part of it that I can never unsee. Like the monkey puppy baby? No. <laughs> well, the, the, the game's like almost ten years old at this point, right? Right. So I'm just going to say it. Spoiler for anyone who's never played a ten-year-old game. Hey, don't judge me. I've got a bunch of those. Oh, wow. You've but seen the stat. He, uh, the main character, Kaim, finds his daughter that he remembered and was looking for for a while. Uh, she is dying. So there's a lot of like confusion that happens there. Did your lip just quiver? I'm remembering the scene. <laughs> I'll get you it's, some... It makes me really sad. I'll get but you some Kleenex. She had two children. Uh, one was, I think she was ten and her little brother was like eight. Uh-huh. Uh, the two of them and their grandfather witnessed the death of their of their mother in their own house. And it was the reaction of the two children that just, it destroyed me. Oh, you big softy. 
But if here's the. If you saw the scene, you'd understand why. But you know what? Here's why I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you because I grew up with the Final Fantasy series, and I can tell you that the original creator, the one who's responsible for Mistwalker Studios and that game, the one who originally founded and and worked on all the stories for the Final Fantasy games back when they were all still really good. Uh, sorry, guys who are in love with the new ones. For me, it stopped at ten. After ten, I just wasn't feeling it. Um, but like charm. It did, but let me tell you that those games were made to draw emotions out in you, and not just sadness, but happiness and anger and fear and frustration. It, they they had a way of using storytelling to pull emotions out of you that you thought you had under control. Um, so I'm not going to judge you on that. I think that's great. I think it's great that there are games oh, out there that can, that can that do that for us. Before it even started. <laughs> You're like, uh oh, here we go. Oh, no. Don't, no, don't, no. Oh, it's happening. Hey, let me tell you what. You talk to anybody who's around the age of 30 um, who played the original PlayStation, anybody around that age who played Final Fantasy VII and ask them... going to bring that up. Yep, ask them about when way, Aerith I, died. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know there's a theory that she didn't actually die when she got stabbed, right? Theory, Shamiri. Uh, where the sword was impaled, it was also the spot that could, like, sever the spinal cord, which would leave the body unconscious, but not dead. So, it's possible that the main character actually killed her by dropping her in the water? Oh, that would have sucked. That is a possibility, because when you look at everything, the way that it was shown in the game, that is, that is highly possible. There are a lot of people that are going to hate you right now. I know. <laughs> That's why you did it. <laughs> so, Leslie's looking at me like, like, what's the big deal? Like, I, I don't get it. So, while we're talking about this, she reaches over to the stack. Um, tell people about the stack. What stack? The stack in the office. The 360 oh, games. All I know is you. everyone needs to play Lost Odyssey. It took me like 72 <laughs> hours to beat the game. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, stack. Back to Lost Odyssey. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was amazing, but it took a long time to get through. Oh, yeah. Well, good games are like that. So Although while I did kind of over-prepare for the final boss like I always do. You always over-prepare for the final boss. Well, there was a bonus boss, and it had awesome rewards, so uh, I thought it would make things easier. I didn't think it would make it stupid easy, though. <laughs> yeah, I one-hit the final boss. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I over-prepared. So she reaches over, and she pulls out uh, Blue Dragon, and she's actually interested in Blue Dragon. Huh? She's contemplating it. What do you think? So you want to try that one? Possibly. Pop it's a turn-based RPG, so... The gameplay isn't really the thing you play it for. It's the story. I'm amazed to hear something like that from you. You're the guy that skips all the cutscenes. No, only, in, only in games oh, that doesn't really emphasize on story. Or if I've already played the story before. I guess that's valid. Uh, and who could forget such wonderful stories like the one in Rogue Warrior? Oh, don't we don't talk about that. <laughs> that game was fantastic. Not really. It was fantastic for a lot of reasons that you don't understand. Man, game standard, it, to me it was mediocre. Hey, hey, listening to the end credits as a rap remix of Richard Marchenko using curse words that I've never heard before, 
That that was fantastic. Me. That's really all. The game was very lackluster for me. Uh, yeah, the gameplay was sad. The idea was great, and it was a giant <laughs> name drop. Um, Unlimited pistol ammo on a suppressed pistol. Okay, I can snipe with this. <laughs> for the entire game. <laughs> I did that. Yes, you did. <laughs> it's sad. It, it, it not made it too easy. It's more than a little sad, I would say. Oh, now she's going for Remember Me. She's picking out all the RPGs. I thought Remember Me was more of like a, a beat-em-up. It is. It's kind of like an action RPG. That reminds me. I still need to finish perfecting the Sega Vintage Collection Streets of Rage series. Yes. Yes, you do. Um, also, we need to get into the Rare Replay because, oh, 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 yes. We are going to do <laughs> a Let's Play of Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yeah. <laughs> yep, we yep, have yep. To. <laughs> it's we gonna, have to. It's going to be so great. So great. I'm looking forward to that. This is going to be fantastic. We'll do that. Uh, we'll do that a little later in the year. All right. So, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that all of our loyal followers deserve a treat of some kind, like some kind of cool thing that we should give them. Uh, but there's got to be a condition. So I started this new program uh, through our Facebook page where we'll give people like surveys uh, about you know what type of games they play, how often they play, and these sorts of things. And we'll give them a pair of Elite Grips for their video game controller. And we'll send them out to them for free. So let's do something like that with the podcast. Uh, what are the conditions? Like, what would they have to do? What kind of info would they have to send us? I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, I really don't know. I'm thinking By that... Me, my first thought was, if Call of Duty is your go-to game, I will make fun of you on our next podcast. <laughs> I think... That that I will let you do that because I've got to be the guy that takes the objective approach from the background. I'll just laugh silently in the corner afterwards. Yeah, I will. I will call you out and I will laugh at you. <laughs> Why is that exactly? Call of Duty is way too easy. I. I think you just enraged like a whole horde of people. I don't care. The game's easy. That's why I never play it. Well, that's fair. Have you played Black Ops Three though? Uh, no. I, I think... You played one, you played them all. I think that we need to give Black... Now, wait a minute. Ghosts was another failure. Yeah, we don't talk about that one. And <laughs> that's saying something. <laughs> so I think it's fair that we at least give uh, give Black Ops 3 a try. So we'll try that for next time. Uh, but here's what I think we should do for the podcast. I think that any of our listeners that actually listen to the end of the podcast, because that's a big chunk of their day that they'll never get back... Um, if they make it to the end of the podcast and they hear this offer, if you get a hold of us on our uh, webpage, our email, uh, excuse me, the email from the website, uh, which is contact at elitegaminggear.com, and then tell us what you like about the podcast, tell us what you don't like about the podcast, uh, and give us recommendations, things that you guys want to hear about. And regardless of what you send us, uh, we'll go ahead uh, and make sure that you include your mailing address. And we'll send you guys out a pair of Elite Grips for uh, being fans of the show. What do you think? Yeah, sure. I, th I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and send us your mailing address and uh, what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show, and we'll make sure to get you guys all hooked up. Uh, but I think for now, that about wraps it up for this podcast. What do you guys think? Sure. Sure, why not? I have things to do, like play Splatoon and laugh at Call of Duty gamers. That, that, hey, Splatoon is actually pretty hard. That was my, yeah, I know. That's why I quit earlier. Rage yeah. quit. 
<laughs> yes, yes, I am not prone to rage quits. I will do them, and I will do them frequently if need be, like every five minutes. Well, <laughs> it, it takes the shooter genre and turns it on its head. Yes, that is that is true. Well, for Elite Gaming Gear, this is Lathan signing out. This is Ant signing out. This is Lost signing out. Reminding you guys to gear up. Game on. Bye.